sent me a text. She said, uh, "I'm about to beat. I'm about to meet the B guy. We got a B guy coming out to our house. We're thinking about having um, uh, B boxes." Oh, oh, you're going to be a bee farmer. Doop, 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 doop. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I should have made that joke. <laughs> it's funny. Not beatboxes, bee boxes. Wow, I love that. You're going to be a bee farmer. I'm pro bee, as you know. Yeah, a lot of people with crops or the orchard like we got or whatever, you have, uh, you have bees. But anyway, um, I, when she said the bee guy was coming out Monday, I said, do you think he wears those little antenna things you can wear on your head that bounce around? <laughs> I would if I was a bee expert. So she said, she said, I'm about to beat the meet the bee guy. I'll get a pick if he's in costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be yeah. awesome. Just curious, how much would the remaining members of the show need to raise in order for you to come in and do the show in a full beekeeper outfit one day? <laughs> like the guy from The Simpsons? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I know this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, boy. Hilarious. Good luck with that bee thing. Is that whole uh, vanishing hive syndrome over? Thing, it's over? Solved. Thank God, because, you know, without bees, we'd all starve to death. Yeah. According to, I'm not encouraging you to eat bees. Don't misunderstand. You see, they pollinate the, the crops. Yeah. We're going to make our own honey, which, you know, would be super oh. localized honey. And I'm hoping that really helps with the allergies if it's your own dang property. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, I'm going to try it. That's exciting. Man, I'm jealous of your nutty ranch lifestyle. Yeah, well. Of course, it's hard to leave, right? They say you're married to the land. I mean, could you not, pick up and go on vacation for a couple weeks? We're not, we're not going. We weren't going to anyway with kids, probably. So. No? No. No? No. Wasn't planning no. on going anywhere anyway. You weren't going to go anywhere? Not very often. All right. Well, if occasionally, can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Was that so hard? <laughs> <laughs> My wife hates going anywhere. Ah. And I got one kid who hates going anywhere. Ah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Me and the other kid, that we go places like when we went to the Eclipse. Well, you've kind of created, uh, you know, such an interesting world there. Why go? You got boxes full of bees. You got goats. You got uh, various pies and pastries. That is part of it. How many bees oh, like fit in a had, box? You know that yet? Uh, no, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll know that today. Okay. Lots and lots. Um, I don't know how many uh, swarms I'm going to have or whatever. Well, Sam had some of his second grader friends over over the weekend, and they, for, for whatever reason, they were fascinated with the uh, the pomegranates. Our pomegranates in, a, in the orchard were ready mm. to go and smashed them on the ground and eating pomegranates. They were just thrilled with that for some really? reason. Really? Yeah. Wow. A wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good luck with the bees. You're going to wear the suit and, and blow smoke at them and, and that sort of thing? Wear the suit. Just a good idea. <laughs> I sometimes I see the guys who just have the mask on, and they don't have like the full suit. And I think, are they a hard ass, or do they have like more gentle bees, or have, do they have a good ongoing relationship with their bees, or, or what? You don't want to be stung work? in the face, I'm guessing. Well, oh yeah, I mean obviously, but mm. make sure you don't get any of those uh, killer bees. I won't. <laughs> those will kill you. So. There's a new. There are new details out on the way the uh, the Kremlin was using g- g- Google in their efforts to subvert all that is good and decent in this land. Now we got a fair amount of detail about Facebook. I guess it was last week, um, but Google is unleashing some of what they've found. And one of the more interesting aspects of it is that the ads do not appear to be from the same Kremlin-affiliated troll farm that bought ads on Facebook. So evidently they had a troll farm, which is my favorite phrase of the last year, um, working on uh, Google and on Facebook. So it's a it's a, evidently a big department, and you know some of the details are emerging. It's it's similar stuff trying to pit us against each other, or trying to whip up passions and anger and get us all to hate each other. Um, plus, they seem to be leaning toward Trump, but 
One thing that was uh, that I discovered this morning, I was watching um, Morning Joe briefly as I was getting ready for work, and 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 little Miko was in her usual uh, agitated state. And if Trump watches Morning Joe, and he does, right, mm-hmm. practically obsessively, I'm starting to get his attitude, which I've never been able to figure out. I, I just he can't be so dumb that he doesn't get. Okay, Russia was trying to screw with us, and people, a lot of people understand you weren't working with them. It, it, one does not necessarily mean the other is true. They were screwing with us, but we don't believe you were colluding with them. It's okay. This isn't about you. This isn't about your legitimacy. This is a separate thing. And I thought, how can he not see that distinction? By the way, his Facebook guy that was on 60 Minutes last night was asked about the Russia stuff, and he said... No, no, I would never. We'd never get involved with that. I would never get involved with that. I'm horrified by the idea of a, of another nation's government messing with our elections. Mm-hmm. And he sounded very sincere. Right. Well, I, so I was watching Morning Joe this morning, and little Mika was in absolutely hysterical mode. Mode. She was talking about the uh, the Google thing that's coming out today, and she used the phrase. And I should have gotten somebody to get the tape because it's so priceless. But she said the Russians were trying to ruin everything about our country. I thought, well, wait a minute, that's a little over the top, isn't it, dear? I mean, they're certainly trying to mess with us and screw with our election, maybe make us mad at each other. But, you know, a kiss is still a kiss, the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, you know, the the sweet act of marital love, the birds tweeting in the trees. I don't think they're trying to ruin everything about the country. And then she immediately pivoted from that rather overwrought phrase to, and the Trump administration, and uh, the Trump campaign with their collusion. Tell us about the collusion. And she she asked the reporter whose name I didn't catch, and and he got that. Let's see, I think I'm supposed to tie this together. Look on his face, and then he mumbled some sort of vaguely agreeable uh, phrase or two. But if Trump is watching that, and he shouldn't be, the hysteria combined with the effort to to imply that it's obviously clearly uh, connected. Well, I I think I start to see why he acts the way he does. But again, don't freaking watch Morning Joe. Don't. Don't watch Fox and Friends either. It's terrible. What happens to him on weekends? Why is it he gets on Saturdays and he's so agitated? Trump. He regularly does a lot of his blasting on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Maybe more than the, the weekdays. S- second and third tier uh, talent on cable news on the weekends? I don't know. Or or he doesn't. does he not have his usual meetings on Saturday and Sunday mornings? I think he gets your daily briefing every day, don't you, when you're president? Yeah. 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 I don't oh, think Al-Qaeda takes the day off. No. It's Saturday, everybody. Go play softball. Something. We'll uh, we'll fight the infidels Monday. See you later. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. But he gets up on a Saturday or Sunday morning and he decides, you know, to uh, make up some story about Bob Corker or whatever. Right. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know either. Someday the history will be written. If Corker is right, Senator Corker, who's uh, retiring, um, if he's right in his interview with the New York Times, and he was a supporter of Trump, when, yeah, pretty no, when, early. When a lot of people weren't, he stuck his neck out for Trump. It was a big deal that somebody of, of his level, you know, backed Trump. But he says that that Tillerson and McMaster and the, the SecDef Mattis and uh, Kelly, the chief of staff, he said those guys are like trying to keep this guy in the middle of the road. They're managing him on a daily basis to keep in the middle of the road. Well, if that's true, those guys are all going to write books someday. Or tell their tale, aren't they? Probably. I mean, they. They. I think everybody you mentioned has the discipline of the military man. Yeah. 
Although so did General Petraeus, and, you know, well, he had the same weakness many of us have. Hot chick. For a hot chick. That's right. <laughs> well, and he wrote a book and everything. Yeah, I guess so. But so, uh, yeah. so we'll find out someday what's going sure. on. Yeah. We'll have an idea of maybe why Trump goes on these uh, Twitter barrages on a Saturday morning or whatever. Yeah. I wonder I, if we'll hear stories of things they talked him out of. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Well, that's that's what presidential advisors do. They advise, you know, which, which keeps you from doing dumb stuff. I, they may have a, a little more challenging job than they did, for, for instance, than, you know, I don't know, Bill Clinton or somebody like that. But although different challenges. I wonder, I wonder if we'll hear great stories out of this, or maybe not. Maybe we're seeing it all. He's laying it right out there, as he does. So we're pretty much seeing it in, you know, he's not hiding it. He says the things that are often hidden. Well, that's, I almost said this when you were asking the question. I can picture those books coming out in five, six, ten years, and them saying, I got no freaking idea what he was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing you were at the time. Yeah, I wonder what, is this a strategy, or yeah, is he I just... Know. And I asked him, and he didn't really answer. So, uh, I don't know. Anyway, thanks for buying my book. <laughs> Who knows? So, these Facebook ads, which we started out talking about, um, which cost a total of about 100 ger. But, I mean, that doesn't begin to describe their reach because you take out one of these ads or paid, you know, uh, it wouldn't be a tweet on Facebook, obviously, but a paid post. And you hope people latch onto it and go crazy and, and start zapping it around. So 100 gur is not, it doesn't begin to describe the reach. But um, they, uh, they touted Trump. They touted Bernie Sanders. They touted Jill Stein. Anything to weaken Hillary. Other ads appear to have been aimed at fostering a division in the U.S. by promoting anti-immigrant sentiment. Actually, that must be a typo, Washington Post. You mean anti-illegal immigrant sentiment, I would guess, and racial animosity. Facebook said those ads reached just 10 million of the 210 million U.S. users that log into the service each month. At least one outside researcher said that the influence of Russian disinformation on Facebook is much greater than the company has so far acknowledged and that they are twisting the stats to minimize their effect, uh, which I certainly could believe. Man, there's much more to this story to be written. Here's, here's a good example. Do you have more on that thought or you want uh, a good example? No. It's a quarter oh. after, so I'll hope on my thought. Yeah, well, I, did, I figure I don't want to come back to this, so I'll go ahead and finish it, but... So this has been super hot lately. Sean Hannity, fully Hannitized, uh, talked about this on his show the other night. A, a post by a liberal teacher, a uh, liberal, um, let's see, uh, oh, tweeted of the shooting in Las Vegas. Oh, they're probably Trump tards. I hope only Trump tards were killed. And a lot of people on the right are sending that around. Uh, Hannity made a big deal of it, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the more they look into this, uh, the more they've realized it's a fake account. It doesn't exist. Really? Yeah. Wow, um, that is that is clever. Because how many people saw that? Millions, probably. How many will hear that it was fake? Hundreds. Right, exactly. And whether whether it was a click farm, because it... There are signs it might have been a guy who just wanted a zillion people to check out his Twitter account. And then he was, I, th- I don't remember, he's selling something or he's, he's some sort of guy is looking for some sort of business. So it might be a click farmer. It might be a troll. But and and I don't think Sean Hannity cares. He just he's he's all about the ratings and the rest of it. But 
It, it reminds me of the stuff that people send to us on a daily basis. It's just a little too perfect. Right. And sure enough, it was a troll. As far as I can tell. How the, much of the stuff during the last couple of years has been Russia? A lot. Yeah, and it's not clear that this is Russia, but this is the sort of thing. Or a 400-pounder sitting on his bed. Yeah. So originally, it, it could be even a 500-pounder. We don't know. Um, it it could be, well, they had a, a, a photo of a middle-aged woman who was allegedly the, the school teacher, and now the profile has changed completely, and it's a young man who, like I said, is selling something or other. But So that's how they do it. There you go. It has nothing to do with whether Trump got elected or not. He got elected. We got to take a break, uh, Michael. So ISIS had vowed to fight to the death. Now they are surrendering by the tens of thousands that they are surrounded in. It's looking hopeless. Whoops. Which is good news. Sure. They're all claiming they're cooks or drivers and that they weren't involved in any of the heinous slaughtering, of course. Weren't throwing gay men off the top of buildings or torturing women or raping or killing children. No. A lot of cooks. Yeah. Uh, That, among other stories, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm unaware of this story, um, but I just saw it got resolved, so now I'm interested. Well, yeah, I have a a couple of controversial NFL stories. First of all, Miami Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester has announced his resignation Monday hours after a video circulated that showed Forrester apparently snorting cocaine. I've watched the video. And saying apparently is like saying it apparently showed him fist fighting an ape. <laughs> it's pretty clear what's going on. He's got a $20 bill rolled up. He's, he's, he's bending over powder and he's snorting it up his schnoz. And, and he is a line coach. <laughs> Sean, are you here all week? That's my only question. Uh, so he's a, the line coach for the Miami Dolphins. And where was he doing this? I don't know. Uh, that was reportedly somewhere. at the team facility before heading into a meeting. Okay, so at the team facility. That's, oh, really? That's the yes. key, right? Because now he's needing just a little bump before he told him, listen, block for God's sake. So this is at work before you go into a meeting during work hours. Because I was thinking, if it's, you're you're in Miami, if it's Friday night at a party, is that a, you have to resign a fence in oh, the, that's in how the year they, 2017? That's how they hire coaches. They tell them. Look, there's no income tax in Florida, and there's blow everywhere. I mean, you can get the powder anywhere you want. So come and work for us. But seriously. Yeah, is it, we're a terrible team, but we got lots of coke. But is that a you-have-to-quit offense in the year 2017, that in your free time on the weekend you do that? Yeah. I know it's illegal, but but, yeah. and, but regardless, obviously, during work hours at work <laughs> is a firing offense. No doubt about well, it. Yeah, yeah. Before are, you go into a meeting. There are a few oh, this companies. this is going to be boring. I need a little something. I can't take another effing meeting without a little blow. Um, there aren't many companies that would tolerate on-site coke abuse. Uh, if if they're hiring, call me. How about <laughs> I mean, the Bada Bing? Not that I want to do coke, but... Right. What, what if I work at the Bada Bing? Can exactly. A mobbed-up strip club <laughs> is probably okay with you doing a little blow. Have, have you guys been following the breadcrumbs of how this video came to be released in the first place? No, no sir. So Okay, so this was a video that he sent to a very special someone... A Las Vegas model slash exotic dancer, professional. I'm sure <laughs> everything's on the up and up. And it right. was a, it was a bit of a love note to her saying, oh, I, I miss you. How much fun we had together. We kind of reenact, blah, blah, blah. I'm about to go into this meeting. She got upset because the line coach was uh, quoted as punishing some of his linemen, of course, around all of the anthem protests and said that you need to you need you can't do the protests. And then so she put out the video of this. 
which just goes to show you, don't give videos of you doing illicit substances to strippers. They are not trustworthy. Well, to <laughs> politically active hoes, apparently. That, that wow, is so good. it was vengeance for him. Wow. Yeah. That's a good life lesson I'll teach my kids. Don't give videos of yourself doing a little drugs to your stripper girlfriends. Especially if she's, you know, progressive. Because you can't trust them. Wow, that's that's amazing. So you know, I was so he he videotaped himself. Yes, doing coke at work, sending it to her, saying how much fun we had, uh, graphically describing other ways he could be enjoying this if she were there. Um, yeah, it's should have should have should have just sent a heart emoji. You know, I realize that not everybody wants to model their life after me and how I live mine. Uh but I knew guys who were in the coke and strippers and. That sort of pleasures all the time. And it lifestyle. generally ends well. You marry them, oh. you settle down, you have children together. Exactly, and you live to a ripe old age and dispense wisdom to your grandchildren. No, it's a hollow and miserable experience of pleasure chasing. And, uh, God, that's just, that's icky. Wow, nice job, dude. Well, stupid snurt, <laughs> and it does. You know what I've been shocked that's by? Wow, how would you, you're so far off the rails, if you pardon the expression. Um, Won't. Uh, if you think that's never going to come out. The fact that the video exists at all, it's going to come out somewhere. She's going to show it to what a friend. What are you talking about? I can trust my whore girlfriend. What are you saying about her? She's going to show it to a friend or leave it on her laptop or whatever. I mean, even having a video of you doing cocaine at work is a bad idea. And then you send it to a stripper who hangs on to the rich the rich for the reasons strippers do. Right. Wow. God, that's just a dumb dude. Yeah. Stupid should hurt. I cannot believe... Is he married, by the way, just to add a little something to the story? I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, Let me see what see. I can he's, Jack, he's also coached with the San Francisco 49ers, the Washington Redskins, Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis Colts. I'm, I'm guessing he had a little trouble finding the whores in Indy. It's a little more wholesome there than Miami. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Minnesota Vikings in his 25 years as an NFL assistant coach. So uh, I've been amazed. My kid, my son, is... Um, He's hunting jobs in Portlandia, as uh, recounted on the Armstrong and Getty show. His company ceased to exist with, uh, like, an hour's warning a couple of weeks ago. And I've been amazed everybody whiz quizzes in Portland. Oh, really? Which surprised the hell out of me because everybody's high in Portland. And it's, it's you know, in, in Oregon, obviously, it's one of the most weed-friendly places on earth. But nobody wants to hire you if you're smoking a dope. Really? He, he doesn't. You know, partly because he needs a job. But um, why, why? What kind of jobs are these? I was surprised. Everything. And, but these, Everything. But these aren't all, like, operating big equipment or something like that, it's, right? No, no. It's not because companies get tax breaks if they can claim to be a drug-free work environment. Okay. Oh, it's, a, right. it's a federal tax yeah. break. Right, exactly. So they try to root it out to get the money. But, yeah, you've got – you're hiring 22-year-old dudes – to like, I don't know, mind the uh, the the sports section in your your department store or whatever. I mean, they could be baked to the gills, and it probably wouldn't matter. But <laughs> but everybody was quizzes. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, Be thanks for bringing G. in the, the, the right exactly. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, positive Sean, because I'd forgotten. So and, does that mean then, Sean, that they don't actually care whether or not you're a mari- marijuana enthusiast? Well, they just want to make sure you well, pass the test. One hundred percent. Any company that actively cares about it does. Uh, screenings while you're still employed or things right. like that. All of these are just a pre- pre-employment screen to be able to check the box that, yeah, we, we did the bare minimum, well, that, give us well, our tax should, break. Why don't they provide the clean urine? 
They should just provide gallons of clean urine. <laughs> some, to, uh... some managers are saying, hey, so we need to do this. Do you need a, Do you need some time to get to a doctor's office in order to do this? Do we need to schedule oh, really? this tomorrow yeah. or three weeks from now? I've had, right. I've gotcha. had those conversations with managers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I happen to be uh, friendly with a professional athlete or two through the years who say the whiz quizzing in pro sports is it's an intelligence test. If you can't figure out how to beat it, because they tell you like six months in advance when your appointment is, if you can't figure out how to beat that, you're just stupid. I should be selling my whiz. My whiz is perfect for tests. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't do drugs. It might have a lot of bacon in it. Crystal <laughs> pie. Crystal clear. I might test positive for pie. Oh, it's but, like uh, the <laughs> finest Napa Cabernet Sauvignon oh, your whiz. I'm going to start beautiful. saving it up in, in jugs. Look, people holding it up to the sunshine. Look at the color. That is beautiful. No, I wonder, is there, can, how much money can I make on that? Because I'm clean these days. Um, I, I, I'm clean, and listen, I don't need to make a lot to go ahead and save it to you because it's something I'm going to be doing anyway. Yeah, I might just start saving it for fun. Gallons of it. Right, garage. I would, it, Keep it out in your barn. Oh, buy, buy the gallon is just too in much. Case. Yeah, like maybe buy the quart, right. pint, maybe. This could be yeah. a good second job for me. That's interesting. In Portland, of all places, well, that shows you how stupid the federal government not being on the same page as the, as the state governments on this issue is. All right. But the companies get Portland, the tax break. Portland, Oregon, of all places, they're whiz-quizzing everybody. Yeah, before you get hired. But as Sean points out, you get the tax break. Then you hand out a bong. You got a bong on every desk. So, yeah, did we mention the coaches resigned? Coach uh, Sir Cokes a lot. Um, he's did, we, did we figure out if he's got a wife or kids? Uh, I, just, I see sister. nothing on a, a marital status. Okay. And normally there if people go. do, it's it's fairly easy to find. Yeah. Okay, so what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Senator Dianne Feinstein's declaration, she is full in for another Senate run. we got some more chilling details about what police found in the Vegas Shears hotel room. And Google's Project Loon is getting a major workout. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Project Loon. And do you have a nice fecal matter story for us, uh, Marsh? Not this time around. I'm saving them up for later this week. A little off your game. Surely Dianne Feinstein's not actually running just because she wants to be a senator for another six years. There's something going on here, right? She's holding off the left or worries about a Trump takeover in California or something like that. Well, and she wants to be serving when the Transcontinental Railroad is uh, finished. <laughs> well, lost track a little. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. My five-year-old kept the whole house awake all weekend long for some reason. Oh, boy. I've got to get... If you if you shot your five-year-old with a tranquilizer dart, mm. put them to sleep. Would the, does the county frown on that? Or? There are probably better ways. There'd have to be a number of parents who would say, maybe I don't agree, but I understand. Well, At least a little chloroform on a rack. I mean, wow. If you're going to be shooting people with tranquilizer, wow. that just seems a little more humane to me. Did you ever do the melatonin with your kids? I feel like that's wrong too, but it it works. I don't. It's I a don't, natural product. It's like sunshine. It's, I don't think we had any problems with our kids because we were good parents. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I we we don't do it very often because I'm worried that it's there's something wrong with doing that. But it's supposed to be perfectly safe and everything. Yeah, I've never heard anything negative, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Want well, to give you a quick update. California Governor Brown issuing a state of emergency for three counties. The wildfires that are raging in Napa, Sonoma, and Yuba counties, driven by high winds. Some observers saying... This could be considered, you know, once-in-a-lifetime uh, fire that occurs. One of those fires, the Tubbs Fire, went from 200 acres to 20,000 acres in just four hours. Oh, that is just nightmarish. Yeah, they're holding the, the golf tournament in Napa. Yep. There's no sign of anything. And hours later, you've got miles, miles of horrifying fire. Hospitals evacuated. Homeowners fleeing. Terrible. How much of it is because of the absolute insane once-in-a-lifetime wind? Oh, oh that's huge, huge oh, amount. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge amount. We've got red flag warnings up uh, up and down, uh, you know, the state of California right now. And I was going to take my yacht out today. Damn it! Senator Dianne Feinstein, the oldest U.S. senator, says she is running for re-election. The California Democrat uh, said on Twitter that there's lots more to do, like fighting gun violence, combating climate change, and boosting... And standing up to that damn President Hoover. <laughs> and I just ask, uh, I just ask yeah. the radio legend, Ron Owens, who knows yeah. her yeah. and has known her for years. Yeah. Now. I said, why is she running for another term? Is it to hold off a, you know... A populist upset, Trump style? Is it to hold off the liberal left, the the Warren Sanders wing? Or does she just plain want to be senator for another six years? And he said she just plain wants to be senator yep. for another six years. Mm. Well, say, she, you know, frankly, she's been really good at it oh, for yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smart lady, moderate lately, lately, uh, seemed a little less than completely together. Not always, though. Because I saw her a couple weeks ago, she was great. Mm. On a different issue. I forget what it was, whatever the story was at the time. It might have been um, one of our various foreign problems. But she was really good. Right. Like McCain, it kind of just every once in a while you see the, the age seep in. But, yeah, I've generally <clears throat> found her reasonable over the years. FBI searching the home of the Vegas shooter and interviewing his brother again. A law enforcement official is saying investigators believe a note found in the shooter's hotel room contained a series of numbers that helped him calculate more precise Shots. Officer David Newton, who saw the note on the nightstand telling 60 minutes. I could see on it he had written the distance, the, the elevation he was on, the drop of what his bullet was going to be. So he had that written down and figured out so he would know where to shoot. And one of the uh, videos I saw over the weekend All right. um, of, uh, I think it was Sheriff's, um, who were were ducking after the shooting had started, and they knew where the shots were coming from at that time, knew general direction or where it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the guys was uh, caught on the audio saying, how is he getting this kind of accuracy from that distance? And this is how. Yep. And he had done the calculations. Sure. He and figured it out. You know, if you know anything about guns or you're familiar with guns or anything, you understand that sniper training is not like a... A, a closely held secret. I mean, it's just mathematics. So this guy who was obsessive about everything, I was reading just a couple of minutes ago about his gambling habits and how he would literally sit at a, a particular video poker machine because you can see the various payoff changes. So he would do the calculations. Okay, that machine is going to be the best because it promises you this payment, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's actual math to it. He would sit at it for 24 hours straight playing video poker to get more entries for some other contest that's happening the next day. So he was obsessive to the point of sitting in a machine for 24 blanking hours. 
And you, you and picture... apparently not for the money, because he had enough money. It apparently was for a showing how smart I am. Right. Just to over, himself or, or to others. Or overcoming the challenge, if you want to yeah, look at it yeah. like that. But So the fact that a guy that obsessive about anything would become that obsessive about killing a bunch of innocent people, I mean, it makes sense in a completely insane way. The FCC is giving Google's parent company, Alphabet, a green light to use balloons to restore cell phone service in Puerto Rico. Hurricane Maria wiped out the cell service more than two weeks ago, leaving millions of people on the U.S. island territory with no way to communicate. Alphabet's balloon-based Project Loon system is one of a number of innovative approaches to restoring cell service. The uh, Google has been working on this uh, on this service for quite a while. They're trying to uh, they want to start establishing it uh, over third world countries that have uh, real problems with cell towers and cell service. So they're going to give it a uh, real test uh, in uh, Puerto Rico. So that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the Voice of the West. The famous petering out portion of the program coming up already. We still haven't talked about the uh, denying women uh, birth control, though. Who's denying women birth control? Trump! Slapping it out of their hands in yep. the drugstore? Yep. Well, that's, that's uncool. He wants every woman pregnant and in the kitchen, apparently. Or something. Uh, all that coming up next. The two questions that nobody's asking on this that I, I wonder about, maybe Joe can answer them. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You guys know what this represents? What are you talking about? For a start, no moment in the preceding nine months has been even remotely calm. It's like we're two hours into a Slipknot concert and they just said, enough ballads, now we're going to play one that rocks. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know... I really want to dislike John Oliver. <laughs> At what point has but... it been calm? That <laughs> uh, is funny, funny dude. Is he Ferner? Where are he from? French? So, uh, speaking of Trump, so he uh, is an executive order that employers do not have to provide birth control to women. That's an executive order. Is that correct? Or uh, is it just part of his plan? Or whatever it is. It's tr- tr- a Trump policy. So employers will no longer have to provide birth control at work for women if, uh, for li- religious reasons, they uh, does you know they don't think that's cool. Right, and it's Rolled become back a key Obamacare requirement, and it's become a huge political thing, and and everybody immediately treats it as if women will not be able to take birth control anymore. Right, that's the way slap it's it out of their hands, denying access to birth control. My question on this is, and I don't actually know the answer. I just, I just, it's interesting to me that nobody asked this question. First of all, how many employers will not provide birth control to women if this happens? I'm thinking of a lot of employer, most employers, the vast majority of employers still will, just because, just from right. a competitive situation. Sure. You're competing against another company. You want to hire women. You don't want to be the company, I'm guessing whether you're Target or whatever, that doesn't pay for birth control if other companies do. Well, I read, and I don't know whether to believe this or not, that half of all pregnancies in the U.S. are accidental. And just from a, having really? people... Well, yeah, like I said, I don't know whether to believe it or not. It's hard to believe. It's from with, NBC. Well, to think. be fair, those 50% of men, those fifty percent were just the men responding to the, the question. <laughs> what? They, right. um, I know teen pregnancy rates are the lowest they've ever been. Mm-hmm. 
So it's surprising to me that accidentally... Because you damn kids are on your smartphone all the time, Instagramming and texting. What about fornicating, huh? (laughs) But so it's surprising to me that 50% of pregnancies are accidental if that's the case. Well, again, like I say, I didn't make up the stat. I just read it and it struck me as, well, striking. Um, But I would think from a people continuing to show up for work perspective, you'd want, you know, the gals to have access to birth control. So that's one thing. I'm guessing 90 plus percent of work uh, companies will still provide birth control anyway, even if they don't have to. Sorry, then, Hobby Lobby. And then what percentage of women, if the birth control is not being paid for, will just go ahead and have 10 kids then well, rather none. than spend the money to provide themselves birth control? Well, see, what percentage of women would do that? I'm not guessing very many. Well, no, no. Those who can't afford any birth control or won't. Or, or, if somebody else is not well, paying right. for it, I'm not going to do it. I'll just go ahead and have a kid. I'll just have a radically different life. Or an abortion. Well, that, and yeah. actually, that's the rather creative argument being trotted out by various places, including Planned Parenthood, that um, if you if you decrease access, quote-unquote access, it's buying it for It's paying for it. I don't have access to Pinot Noir either, according to your definition, because the government isn't paying for it. What about my access to fine red wines? But you're talking about the government paying for it. But their argument is, if you don't pay for that birth control, there are going to be more abortions. How do you like that, right wing? Which is a fairly clever argument. I don't know if it holds up to, you know. I just wonder. Science, but. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know the answer. How many women would roll the dice and get pregnant if somebody else is not paying for their birth control? Or come up with the not that much money to do it themselves. The other argument they're making uh, for the sake of the argument is that the the expensive stuff, like an IUD, the injections, the implanted contraceptives, are super effective, but upfront the cost can be prohibitive. A grand, for instance, for an IUD, I think, or whatever. So that's a you get it put in and stays in for. Right. A very, very long time. So right, exactly. Over time, that might be cheaper than the pill. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so that's what they're saying. That uh, Yeah, fewer women will use the effective stuff mm. unless I, as a taxpayer, pay for your birth control. How come women never tell their boyfriend they got to split the cost? I've never heard of that happening. Mm, I don't know. Maybe that'll become a cultural thing. If you want to date me, you got to pay for uh, half the birth control. Well, I don't know when you bring that up in the relationship. But. You know, Jack, I played hockey for a number of years, as you know, and the goalie kills a, cares a hell of a lot more than the forwards, whether the puck goes in the net or not. Mm. It's just their position. Mm. Let's hear our guest announcer. And now it's time for Final Thoughts with these idiots, Armstrong and Getty. Whoa. That's unnecessarily abusive. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall, what's your final thought? It is Columbus Day and or Indigenous Peoples Day. Please celebrate responsibly. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I've completely forgotten it was Columbus Day. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, yeah, three of Mike Pence's interns are very unhappy. One intern carried into the stadium a big letter D. Another one carried a big letter, a <laughs> uh, big fence, and a John 316 sign, and none of the stuff got used. Wow, that is disappointing. Positive, Sean, your final thought. Yes, hear me now, hear me later. Do not trust strippers with your secrets. <laughs> it's a good lesson for anyone. Fantastic. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I'll be interested to see if either one of my kids had anything mentioned about Columbus Day to them at all. When I was a kid, it was a big deal. 
Somebody would dress as Indians and like somebody else would put on a funny hat and we'd, we'd learn stuff. I'll bet it doesn't even come up in school. The yet ni- it's a government holiday. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. My final final thought is that Jason Lockenforo, who's a sports reporter for CBS, reported that Colin Kaepernick said, if I get back in the uh, NFL, I will stand for the national anthem. Then Colin said, I never said that. And Lockenforo said, yeah, yeah, uh, I didn't ask him, and he didn't tell me. I was going off uh, other reports. Somebody told me about they, their report. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, all right, for God's sake. Do we care at this point? Stand, sit, pull down your pants, whatever. I'm over it. I watched no NFL this weekend, none. I feel like a junkie who's been freed from the stuff. It'll be interesting to follow the ratings over the year, see where it goes. It just—it's a big yawn to me. I'll tell you, the, just this whole uh, the, the 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 anthem conversation is definitely a big yawn at this point. Yep. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who like so little time. Go to ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. Our contact info is there. You can email us stuff if you think there's something we ought to be talking about. We might have missed it. Armstrongandgetty at Yahoo.com. Follow us on the Twitter, would you, or the Instagram, or whatever. See ya. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America and Columbus. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye bye. I think they prevented a thousand deaths. And I think it's important for the American public to understand that. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.